When I first started <laughs> playing golf, it was a whole lot of uh, passion without a lot of skill. I was wrong and wrong. <laughs> and I remember going to a golf coach and he taught me some basic skills that made all the difference. And I learned something there that, that uh, all-star athletes, Hall of Fame athletes, they don't become that just off a of natural ability. They get coached. Well, hey there, Woodside family. Welcome to another exciting edition of The Link. I'm so glad you've decided to join us today. And boy, is this a great day for you to join us because we have a very relevant and very important topic. You know, if you were to ask the average person, what is the top of their prayer list, especially going into a new year, you probably would hear family. Our families are what we carry in our heart and our families really uh, determine the level of joy or sadness that many of us experience on a daily basis. But as tough as family life is, arguably, nothing's tougher than living in a blended family. If you're a step family out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And sadly, most churches don't talk about the step family, blended family realities enough. Statistically, uh, step families make up about 40% of uh, the children that uh, are in our uh, country. And so that's a, a pretty a broad swath of, uh, of our families. You add on to that the reality of two families coming to, to, uh, together with different rules, different traditions. That's a whole lot of change all happening at once. How do you navigate all of that? How do you go from surviving the blended family reality to thriving in it? Well, that's what we want to talk about today. We want to equip you to have a blended family that is blessed by God. And I've invited a guest that I have long appreciated and admired, and I'm sure you have as well. Ron Deal. Many of you know Ron as a director of the uh, blended family division of uh, uh, family Life, or some of you may know Ron for his many books. Ron is a best-selling author. He's a licensed marriage and family uh, counselor therapist, and he's also a podcaster, and he joins me today on the link. Hey, Ron, how are you, brother? I'm good, brother. Thanks for having me with you today. This is a real honor. Let's talk a little bit about your passion for blended families. This isn't something that's just theoretical for you or academic this is a life you live, isn't it? You know, I've been doing this a long time and, and uh, seen a lot of changes. Been working with blended families now for right at 30 years. Wow. And in, in therapy settings, but really mostly within local church ministry. And that grew into an opportunity to partner with Family Life and, and lead what really is uh, the leading blended family ministry in the world. Uh, we've got budget, time, and energy, and passion, and we're really trying to help families. And yeah, it's amazing. You've been doing this for thirty years, and you're only thirty-five years old. That's awesome. I know. Go, how, does, how does that math work? I don't that's, know. That's incredible. Uh, but let's just talk a little bit about why the church needs to take this seriously. Uh, when you think about why this should be an important topic to every pastor, to every church in America, why is that? Well, you mentioned one of the stats already. I'll just throw another one out. 35% of every man, woman, and child in the United States has a step relationship. Wow. 35%. You can reach out and touch it. And the prediction is, if the demographers are right, 
half of us are going to have a step relationship at some point in our lifetime. See, a lot of people so assume, well, you only get in a blended family because you made a mistake or there's sin in your life or something. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. My brother-in-law became a stepchild at the age of 48 when after his father had passed away a couple of years earlier, his mom later in life married another man. Well, guess what? Now we have adult stepchildren, including my brother-in-law, and his kids become step grandchildren. Like yeah. it affects multiple generations and often multiple homes. If there are children moving between two households, you start doing the math and all of a sudden you realize this is much closer to the average person sitting in, in church on Sunday morning than a lot of people realize. It may not be your life in your household, but you can reach out and touch it very quickly. Yeah. So I'm glad you established that because I think that takes the stigma away that a lot of folks who are in blended families carry with them. Uh, my story is that I am uh, a, in a blended family. My, my stepdad has been a wonderful blessing in my life. Uh, my biological father passed away 2001. He passed away uh, my mom has uh, remarried and, you know, I call my stepdad my dad and he's meant so much to me. But there are blended families that come in all shapes, forms and sizes. But regardless of how you arrived here, what's most important is that you thrive. And so I want to talk a little bit about the joys of a blended family because we're going to get into the, the, the pains, the challenges. Yes. What are some of the joys of blended family life? You know, through the years, I just love hearing stories. I, we can cover the gamut from someone who had a very, very difficult first marriage. Their spouse left them, maybe had an affair, left them high and dry, took the money and ran. And here's this single mom, for example, who's got a couple of kids and life's hard right at that point. And when she finds love again and marries and forms a step family, all of a sudden, you know, it, it, it's not magic overnight. That's one of the big things we teach people is it's a process to really develop your familiness. But when you get there, there's love again. You know, she's got a second chance on love and marriage and partnership. And, you know, the family can come together. Children can see the stability of a marriage that goes the distance. That helps the next generation have stronger ideas of what marriage is. I mean, it just ripples over and over and over into positivity into the family. That's one of the things that we like to say, Chris, is that Blended families done well are redemptive. They are mechanisms of God's grace for this generation and absolutely for the next generation. We get to take back what God intended for the family home. The flip side, however, is also true. That blended families done poorly yeah. add more pain and heartache and disruption to people's lives. So that's the game-changing moment where we want to help. One last word I'll say about a joy. Kids. Did you know that children who grow up in a stable step family situation do better, fare better as young adults? They have more positive attitudes about marriage. They choose better partners. They have a, a better chance of a lifelong first marriage that goes the distance themselves compared to children who don't have that stability that comes from a healthy step family that maybe grow up in a single parent home. The positivity of a healthy blended family can actually negate the negativity of a parent's uh, divorce that led to the blended family in the first place. It's amazing when it's done well, how redemptive it can be. Yeah, that's a blessing. And, you know, it reminds me of the fact that whatever we as a church uh, really don't talk about, whatever we can't 
cast through the vision of the gospel lens, we're in essence really turning over to culture. We're turning it over uh, even worse to Satan. And so if we want to see blended families thrive, we have to have conversations like this. And uh, before we're we're done today, I'm also going to reference your conference as well, because that's an opportunity for folks to get ongoing encouragement. All right, we looked at the good side of the coin. Now let's flip the coin over. What are some of the challenges that are there? Because it's not all roses and rainbows, is it? No, it's not. And uh, what we like to say is that it's a journey into the reward, sort of like Moses and the Israelites leaving Egypt, took them longer to get to the promised land than they thought, right? But you can get there. That's the point. Walk with God and don't stop. Uh, It's really helpful if you get what what I like to call step family smart. The more you understand about the inner workings of a blended family, the better you're able to manage it as a couple. One quick illustration is step parenting. Yes. Um, Let's say you're a biological dad. You've got a couple of kids. Your spouse dies, right? A couple of years go by. You find yourself now married to a woman who's got her own children. So you know what it is to be a dad, and now you're a stepdad. Well, one of the quick assumptions you have is that, well, being a stepdad is just like being a dad, right? Well, actually, no, it's very different. Your bonding is different. You know, with your children, they know exactly who you are, and there's a DNA connection, your history, time, last name, your family. Like, there's no question about that. Well, as a stepdad, you've got to grow that relationship and foster that connection, and with it comes authority. But what if you overstep that boundary too quickly, too soon? What if you do something your wife doesn't agree with it? And now all of a sudden it's sort of your wife and her kids against you and your kids. Like there's so many little easy places to end up stuck on the outside, not able to get inside, if I could say it that way, to become part of the family you're trying to in effect join. And so just that's one quick example of how easy it is to get off track. And when that happens, it's discouraging. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and a lot of people look at themselves and like, what do we do? And couples talk and he's got an opinion. She's got an opinion. Her kids definitely have opinion. By the way, her ex-husband surely has an opinion about what he wants the new stepdad in his kid's life to do and not do. And so you have so many players. You know, the math on step families, the average first family, husband and wife raising two kids have between you know, have about 20 relationships that they've got to manage. The average blended family of five has about 40 to 50 relationships they've wow. got to manage. There's wow. other people in other homes. There's grandparents and step-grandparents. It just gets complicated. So what we do is help people make sense of that complication and run it through the filters of God's grace and what, what he teaches us about relationships. And we help them manage that in a way that actually moves their family forward rather than them getting stuck and not and, and moving backward. So I want to just respond to a couple of things you just said that I think are critical for our uh, viewers to remember. Number one, I think it's important for us to remember that God's intent is for first families to work. And yes. so maybe you're watching this and you're going through a tough time in your marriage and you think, well, everyone will be okay. We'll move on. We'll do our own lives and everything will work out. Well, Slow down a little bit, pump the brakes, because there are complications that come. And just in that one point you made of the multiply complexities of relationships, along with the emotional heartache that comes along with a divorce or a broken family. But the second thing you said that I think is a revolutionary concept is that families need to get smart. 
You know, I think about my golf game, Ron. When I first started <laughs> playing golf, it was a whole lot of uh, passion without a lot of skill. I was wrong and wrong. <laughs> and I remember going to a golf coach and he taught me some basic skills that made all the difference. And I learned something there that, that uh, all-star athletes, Hall of Fame athletes, they don't become that just off a of natural ability. They get coached. And so a lot of us think we're going to parent off a of natural charisma, natural smarts, but we need coaching, and I praise God for coaches like you. Some of my listeners may see behind you some of the books that you've done. Now, I know your most recent is Preparing to Blend. We'll talk about that in a moment, but I do want you to know one that's impacted me deeply is the Smart Step family. And I do want to encourage folks, we're going to put information in our postscript uh, so that you can uh, learn how to order uh, Ron's uh, resources. All right, so Ron, I want to switch gears for just a moment and talk about support systems. Because for any family, if they're going to make it, they need a a ton of support, blended families all the more. So what advice would you give for those friends, loved ones who want to support a blended family? What are some of the best things we can do? Oh, I love this question because I think a lot of people can, can help in ways that they don't even realize. One is just bringing it up, you know, just be willing to kind of step into that hard space and say, hey, uh, I'm just wondering how you guys are doing. How's this step parenting thing going? How's this family? You know, what's working well for you guys? What are you kind of struggling with? And then not looking at them as if there's something wrong with them, like they're they've got a third eye. You know, I mean, that message, that that look is the look of shame. And let me tell you, blended families feel that a lot. They feel sort of judged and like they're outsiders, even within the body of Christ. Now, look at them like, oh, yeah, I could see how that's true. I'm wondering if you've heard about this Family Life Blended podcast where you can just listen as you drive and pick up tips and tools and ideas. And so it's just that tone of encouragement. And I'm coming alongside you. Uh, that sort of stuff matters. Here's another question to ask. Let's say you're a grandparent or you're an aunt or an uncle to somebody who's in a blended family, just saying things like, you know, hey, at birthdays, how, do, how can I be helpful to you? What can we do at Christmas time? How can we flex on our schedule or our expectations to accommodate some of the uh, things you have to deal with, with another household and a co-parent and schedules you can't change? Asking those sorts of informed questions, not just something loose that's sort of like, how you doing? Okay, glad to hear it. But something that actually dives into their world in a way that invites them to share openly with you is a great way to enter in that space. You know, I think, Ryan, how many people probably don't even know that there are resources available on the topic. Mm-hmm. And speaking of resources, let's talk about your Blended and Blessed Conference. Because yeah. one of the ways I'm sure that we can be an encouragement to blended families, to step families, is to say, did you know there was a conference fully dedicated to families like yours? Talk about that conference and what people encounter when they come. I got to tell you, man, I am so proud of Family Life. Over the last 10 years, we have developed so many resources in a variety of ways. We got books, we got videos, we got online courses people can do online on demand at their own pace. We've got a podcast, the Family Life Blended Podcast. And we have some live events and virtual events, training, virtual training for pastors. Like you name it, we're there. You could just reach out and grab it. But what I love about this event, Blended and Blessed, we do it every year. Uh, this year, Saturday, April 2nd, 
live from Houston, Texas. Your viewers are going, I'm not in Houston. It's a live stream. <laughs> it's You can watch it anywhere in the world and get this. You could sit at home as a couple, husband and wife, sit on your couch and be comfortable. It'll cost you 19 bucks to be a part of a marriage enrichment seminar, a whole day of programming designed specifically for blended family couples. But what we really love is for couples to get together. You talked about that importance of community and support. Step family couples, when they get together, oh man, they just light up. It's encouraging. I don't feel alone anymore. I, I feel seen. And you and I can study and grow and help each other. And that forms relationships that extend beyond the day. So it's a live stream event that churches can host. You ready for this? It'll cost you a whopping 99 bucks to put as many people in the room as you can get from your community. That's it. Right. And it's live streamed in English and in Spanish, if that's advantageous. Speakers, artists, uh, worship time. We always hear from kids. We always make sure that children have a voice at this event every year. It's a great event. And tons of churches have used this as a first step only to discover that these couples found each other and they want to go in a second step. And, and then we have small group resources and curriculum, different things like that, that people and churches can take and go the next step. Next thing you know, you're ministering to people over time and your church is reaching into the community in some ways nobody else ever has. Yeah, it really is. <clears throat> As we talk about unreached people groups, we often think about people overseas, but blended families often are not reached with the gospel the way that we could. Right. And I do want to mention a, a particular type of blended family that is also reflective of my family, and that is adoptive families. Mm -hmm. We often don't think of those as blended families, but I have uh, three adopted kids, and uh, you think about that, uh, that means that three of my children have a different set of biological parents, right. uh, different biological extended families. Uh, and so uh, that shapes our family. And it took uh, a lot of training on how to navigate through that. So whatever shape or form or style your blended family comes in, uh, know that that conference is a huge blessing. And it's been great over the years to get a chance to see families that I've recommended uh, to the conference, conference, get blessed. All right, last question for you, and we'll let you off the hot seat, and that is, let's imagine you got a room full of pastors, a room full of pastors. What do you want to give them by way of advice on what the church can do to support and minister to blended families? I want us to go heavy on mercy in the church. You know, sometimes we kind of stop and pause, and we say, well, I don't know, can we do that? Should we do that? as if somehow reaching into corners of the world where people need some light is a bad thing. I, I'm not even sure why we ask the question sometimes. We wanna be a beacon of light and hope to people. There are some people like the woman at the well who found themselves in that situation. Probably, we don't know exactly who was at fault in her background, but she probably had some sin in there somewhere. And Jesus goes to chase her down. You know, John four says Jesus had to go through Samaria. Well. You and I know he didn't have to go. Yeah, he could have right. walked another path. But no, he was hunting this woman down, right? He was going there for a purpose. Next thing you know, her shame-based life becomes, she becomes an evangelist. She goes back into town. She's bringing people out to meet the Savior. Uh, that's been my experience. People who uh, find hope and mercy and are loved by the, by the local church 
all of a sudden become people who turn around and do the same thing for other people. We have such an incredible opportunity, Chris, to, to reach into our communities and make a difference in people's lives. And there's so many marginalized Christian blended family people who one point in their life they attended, now they're afraid to come back, somehow afraid of their, or ashamed of their story. All we got to do is reach out to them, give them a smile, welcome them in, let them know we want to encourage them and support them along the way. And, you know, the church will grow. Well, brother, you're a blessing. I want to say thanks for resourcing the church broadly. I so, I'm so grateful for you and Nan, and uh, you've been an encouragement to me and to Yodi. And uh, I'm just grateful you carved out time to be with us today to talk about this very important topic. And I just want to uh, say that so many churches, I think, are starting to get the message. And uh, they're going hunting for family so that we can be a blessing to them. So God bless you. God bless your work. And I can't wait to uh, uh, see many families pick up either the smart step family or preparing uh, to blend. Uh, Friends, I, I hope that this conversation has been an encouragement to you. There's so many ways that we can be a blessing to blended families, but maybe the greatest way is to simply say you are welcome. And as it pertains to Woodside, I want you to know you're welcome here. We would love to wrap our arms around you, help to resource you and encourage you in your journey with Jesus. Please take advantage of the resources that are in the postscript. And until we're together next time on the link, know that we're praying for you and that we love you. God bless and have a great day.